Yes, hello. I am James Rowland, and today is the WNR420, bro. It's Mania Backlash, and I am not alone. I have a pleasure to be joined by the fantastic Jaxie. How are you doing? Hello, hello, hello. Yes, I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you? I am fantastic. Like I say, we are celebrating the WNR420 today. That's all I'm going to say about it. So anybody else listening can make your minds up. But like I said, it's uh, great to have you back on. I know sometimes WWE, you know, does... It likes to be see the other side of Jaxi, but we had a fantastic response uh, for the seventh anniversary show. And again, thank you for being on that and having such an impact on the WNR podcast. I had so much fun. It was great just to kind of celebrate WNR and its seventh year. And it was just a very proud moment for me to be actually a part of this team. So thank you again for for kind of initially inviting me on here for a sort of one off, um, and then for us blossoming into this new new relationship, this podcast relationship. It's great, and it's just been you know a real highlight for me. It's great to know that everyone's enjoying the podcast, and it's great to know that I'm part of that. So thank you to all of our listeners too for that. Oh, you yeah, like I said, you're a huge part of it. Uh, as um, like I said, Monty and of course Gina, uh, Team WNR. But we have WrestleMania backlash and all that good feeling. It's just about to go away because, like we said, the prediction league and everything that involves. It's about to get rough. But first, let's have a look at Raw and SmackDown since WrestleMania. And honest to goodness, I watch Raw and SmackDown every week. Yes, three hours of Raw. Uh, and, of course, make notes. And sometimes it's, Jackson, you sat here so maybe 45 minutes sometimes with me kind of talking through what's happened on Raw and SmackDown. Um, th- this time, I'm just going to do Raw notes because I had all this thing about kind of Total unification, and then that kind of went away. So basically, the raw, raw notes from the past month since WrestleMania. We've had Veer smashing. Now this is a good thing. Uh, we we saw. I mean, come on, Veer was the mascot of the WNR for a little while, Jaxie, wasn't he? You know, so it's good to see him. Well, you know, he got his number one fan being uh, that being Gina. Uh, his his there was great anticipation for Veer. Yeah, without that, and he made Gina's top ten. You know, so you know yeah. that's how <laughs> that's how much of an impact. But uh, Veer has been continuing his winning ways. We see uh, Mustafa Ali returning to feud with the Miz and Theory, maybe, but no, just the Miz and Chumper, who keeps attacking him as well. Uh, there's been a few mentions calls of him uh, taking his ball and going home, but this has got to be a good thing with Ali coming back. And at least getting a bit of TV time, no matter what happens at the end of his contract. Mm, definitely. Um, you know, we don't know what's going to happen yet. But uh, at the same time, it's left me intrigued. You know, uh, biggest question is why? Why Champa? Um, but yeah, definitely looking forward to seeing where things could progress um, with this. Uh, and whether they can progress and whether or not they're, they're going to continue and resign. Yeah, and this is a great thing about... Well, with Chumper, anyways, they give him a microphone. He can explain like he's been working so hard, you know, broke to get an opportunity on the main roster. Mustafa Ali has it, and then walked away from it. You know, there's a story already that you can make, but it would be saying mm. else. Uh, and we talked about theory. Speaking of theory, he lost Austin from his uh, first name, which kind of makes a little bit of sense. And then he beat Finn Balor 
to become the youngest ever United States champion. Again, we did top 10 of the future. I mean, Theory's got to be number one in WWE at this moment in time. I mean, definitely when you look at it from WWE's perspective, I can see a lot of uh, time has already been put into sort of uh, Theory and his character. As much as I don't agree with this name-dropping thing, I don't understand why, you know, uh, I, I still am not behind dropping something. Like, to me, Champa is Tommaso Champa. So why we're going with just Champa is just irritating. But then again, we could go all the way back to Buddy Murphy and him losing his buddy, you know? Um, so it, there's just a load of things that I always question <laughs> when it comes to the WWE. Yeah. Well, it's like I say, even with Big E with Langston, it was surnames for a little while, and now it's even first names that they're taking away. So it seems a bit weird. And Ray Ripley turned on Liv Morgan, but we're going to get more on that uh, in a little bit. And quite surprisingly, not at uh, WrestleMania Backlash on Raw, Bianca Belair defended the Raw Women's Championship, retaining versus Sonya Deville, Deville with lots of shenanigans and restarts. Uh, was it a bit of a surprise that Bianca Belair, after such a fantastic WrestleMania match and moment, wasn't on WrestleMania Backlash? Uh, I mean, it was a little bit confusing um you know like we we've been having so much of this i get that a lot of wrestlemania backlash was a bunch of uh rematches but there was also you know room for them to have been able to figure out some form of storyline maybe for the champion um you know i questioned this about um the the uh, women's tag titles as well they were just kind of nowhere to be seen, even though we're seeing some form of storyline with Natalia and Shayna Baszler involved too. So it, it's questionable, isn't it, really, as to why they felt the need to like leave certain uh, belts off of this mm. match card? Well, again, I moan a lot with AEW, with the women's division, and I just feel that uh, you, you had, you know, Bianca Belair could uh, pay-per-view match all day long. You could have had Ripley or Morgan even or what we're going to speak about uh, with a big return coming up. So it just seems a bit weird that, you know, it's, it's especially like six matches on a W pay-per-view mm. in itself. I was kind of waiting for one. It's not even a kickoff match. And it just seems a bit, it's different to what they've been doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it's just kind of, um, it, it just, it, it leaves you asking more questions, I think. Mm. Yeah, it's and they don't even actually bring it up either, you know? Yeah. We also had the Kevin Owens and Ezekiel feud, of course. Ezekiel, the younger brother of Elias. Kevin Owens is probably doing his best work in WWE at this moment in time and actually getting this story. You know, we, we talk about like kind of actual twins or actual brothers, but Kevin Owens has just got so much talent. But is it credit to Elias or Ezekiel as it is to actually give 100% to this new character? I mean, again, I've not seen much when it comes to this character of Ezekiel. Um, I find it quite funny that they've got a storyline around this, um, and if anyone's going to pull it off as being really ticked off and annoyed with it, it's, it's going to be Kevin Owens. So I think that they've done kind of well trying to insert Ezekiel into a storyline, considering... Um, you know, back when he was uh, Elias, uh, 
they didn't have any form of storyline for him. Um, I'm just not sure where they're going with this and whether or not I like this persona. And that could be just from a, a, a personal preference. I just don't think it's doing much for me in terms of the wrestler himself. I don't see this sort of showing off his talents any better than what he was um, when he was Elias. So I'm just a bit confused as to where where the end game is with this storyline. So I'm kind of holding off to see whether or not there's going to be any payoff to this. Yeah, I worked out. And then my favourite bit of Raw uh, from the past month was Becky Lynch in ring promo uh, saying that she kind of lost it all. But this is the start of a massive comeback, which in actual fact it's going to be. You know, once the man comes back around, Becky Lynch will go next level again. And I think it's be the injection that WWE will need. Uh, but as Lynch was talking about, she's beating everybody and she's not scared of anybody on the roster. Oscar returns. Now, I can hear Jaxie cheering from uh, <laughs> from my house. So uh, what was it like seeing yep. Oscar after all this time and showing no fear in the face of big-time Bex? Oh, my gosh. I, I, I feel like I was a little kid again. <laughs> um, I screamed the place down. I did not care who knew it. I felt sorry for the two little boys if they were asleep next door um, because I probably woke them. However, I didn't get any knocking at my door, so that's a good thing. I did get a very terrified partner looking at me like I had just won the lottery or something, which, you know, that would have been nice. But, <laughs> yeah, I definitely was over the moon at seeing um, Oscar back. I was even more ecstatic at, at thinking of the, the feud, the potential feud we could be getting between Becky and Oscar uh, two people who we would have loved to have seen have an awesome match, but you know that was kind of delivered shorthandedly by Oscar actually just being given the belt thanks to obviously Becky Lynch being in a state of pregnancy. So it's quite exciting to know that you know they're kind of picking up where things left off between the both of them. Um, and I'm really excited. I'm really hoping that this is like you know the foot in the right direction for Oscar as well, so that she's not just kind of sidelined and put into another pointless storyline. But at the same time, you know, working with uh, the likes of Becky Lynch, that's going to have a lot of um, a lot more sort of area for opportunity to have, you know, main event type matches, uh, whether or not that be on a smaller production like Raw or SmackDown or, or a pay-per-view. I'm just looking forward to having Oscar back in the picture. Well, and the thing is as well, because we've spoken on a podcast about Charlotte and Oscar and that uh, kind of, you know, what happened there. But Becky Lynch and Oscar now, the rivalry they have, the kind of connection, like you mentioned there with Lynch giving the championship to Oscar, basically, you know, and saying, right, you run with it now. But even before, back at, you know, Royal Rumble 2019 with Oscar beating Lynch in the opening match at the Rumble, with Lynch then winning the Rumble, and becoming like we talk about the man, the following year as well, defending. Like, these two just kind of fit like a glove. And like you said, I was yeah. surprised that we didn't get Oscar versus Becky Lynch at WrestleMania backlash. But I'm hoping they're saving it for a pay-per-view as opposed to a Raw. But even that, I don't mind. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I kind of presumed, and this is definitely just kind of talking speculation, but when I was uh, having this discussion with uh, Purple, because she just definitely asked, well, why, is, uh, why are we not even getting Becky Lynch and Oscar at WrestleMania backlash? And it's because I'd like to think that they want to do a bit more storytelling. Um, and then have them like kind of face off at SummerSlam because originally that was what was meant to happen. So 
we'll see what we'll see what what happens from it. But yeah, it's definitely exciting times if you're an Oscar fan. That, that even the women's division in itself, you know, we talk about yeah, uh, the, the talent that is there. And then finally on Raw, AJ beat Damien Priest, banning him from ringside at Backlash. I repeat, he banned him from ringside. I will come back to that later. Smackdown notes, um, Lacey Evans and her promos. Now, Lacey Evans might not be the most uh, loved yeah, from her appearances in WWE, the sassy Southern Belle, or of course, whatever that was with Ric Flair. Uh, but I, yeah. I don't mind these promos, but... My only thing is about these is, is, is yes, they have a tough life. But in my experience, most people have had tough lives, you know. But again, yes. it's nice to see it open and actually expand more about the character. No, definitely. And I think that, that if you want my personal opinion, it's not that I don't, uh, that I dislike Lacey, but I do think that we've had one too many promos and not enough matches. So it's kind of like we, I, I do understand you want to give us like more of a of a persona from from her returning, but um, you know, it, it gets to a point where do you remember like when she how she first came into this? She came into this and all she would do was come out to her music, wave, and then walk off, <laughs> and she did that for way much longer than was necessarily needed, and I'm just starting to kind of feel like that with these promos now as well. It's like if we got these promos and then got her in a match, I think I would be behind it more, you know, but I'm also kind of like, okay, but are we going to actually see you wrestle? Or are we just going to keep hearing about your, your past stories? Are we supposed to be feeling sorry for you each and every week when you've made it, you're in the business. So how about you actually do something in the business? I'm just getting to that point now. Well, no, but it's funny because we talk about when she first made her, you know, main roster debut, she was just coming out of entrance and they thought, we'll change it up. And on SmackDown, she just come out for an entrance and that was it. I was expecting a match. <laughs> yeah, I was actually expecting a match as well. And then she just came out and she posed a little bit and then she went in the back and I was like, okay. So I thought we had like progress here because she came out. But she only came out three steps and then went back in. Like, get in the ring, girl. Ah, uh, it's just... So, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll hold judgment until we actually see her back in a wrestling ring. Uh, um, well... Listen to another promo. She's not getting any sympathy from me this time because she hasn't gotten her ass back in the ring yet. Oh, yeah, she, she needs to get herself back in the women's title hunt. And speaking of the women's championship and I quit, uh, I quit match was announced but weirdly enough the build featured more drew gulag than it did anybody else but again (laughs) it's it's one of those things how can we get this feud over let's get drew involved yeah well mcintyre no gulag you know it's just money Um, Um, yeah i'm to to understand this myself We also saw Volta uh, been squashing everyone, and no, I'm not going to call what they call him now. And another name um, that I was shocked uh, was Marcel Barthel being called Kaiser. It is not acceptable, and in all seriousness, he isn't. It's racist. It's a racist term back way back when. People know where it's from as well. It shouldn't be used in this day and age, especially when there's kids watching, you know. 
Gunther is bad yeah. enough, let alone Kaiser. Uh, I mean, I don't actually understand their reasoning for changing their names in the first place, but this isn't something that I just find impressive. If anything, I just, I just kind of feel like it's WWE's own personal way of having an inside joke, mm. and it's not actually funny. No. Um, Butch Dunn going missing was actually quite funny. He was hiding in the ring uh, for a couple of weeks as the New Day. Uh, and Ridge and Sheamus had their never-ending feud. But again, it's a new day, so they make it work. And I can't believe they do, because you watch it. I've seen this match hundreds of times now, mm-hmm. but I'm still enjoying it. Like, the tables match was really fun. Yeah, I mean, again, uh, when they first started coming out, I was like, do we have to see this an- uh, another match? But they're just putting a stipulation on it. That being said, they all blew me away with the match. Again, it was so good. I kind of forgot that I was watching another rematch of sorts, mm. you know? So, yeah, put New Day in any match and they'll smash it. Right now. And, um, you know, when we look at SmackDown, of course, the head of the table, Roman Reigns, and uh, he wasn't going to be on the pay-per-view. It was all about title unification, tag title unification, versus Usos until Reigns ripped up the contract. Uh, McIntyre came out to confront him. Now, people were confused because the SmackDown after Mania, Nakamura had come out. But luckily, I guess Shinsuke had forgotten, even though we did, he did remind everybody he was waiting for his chance. Uh, but it was I then... just want to remind you that he actually was more distracted by one called Sami Zayn, and apparently that distraction was enough to forget that you had a feud going with the Universal Champion. Yeah. Well, Sami Zayn, you speak about that, uh, was running from Drew McIntyre a couple of weeks on SmackDown until he faced him in a steel cage match. And again, Sami Zayn, a bit like Kevin Owens giving gold, but when you're facing someone like Drew McIntyre, it's a, a fantastic contest as well. And the six-man tag, I wasn't that impressed uh, for a main event, really, of a pay-per-view being that. But again, let's hold judgment <laughs> until the end. I mean, I, I personally, I, I, I up until... Uh probably the Saturday just before, I genuinely thought we were going to have Charlotte and Ronda as the main event. So, obviously, that shot to shit. Well, uh, well Roman Reigns sent Shockways uh, a hell show as well, saying he's not going to show if he's going to be around these parts uh, much longer, how often he will. Uh, Rumours are going around, maybe he'll be in Hollywood or not, but he has signed a new contract, uh, which means, basically, he won't be a lot of house shows anymore even if it's a UK tour say for two weeks he might only work a couple of dates because he wants to be close to his family but of course we know well I say we know the transition to Hollywood from WWE for Roman Reigns if it's there will be fantastic for Roman but can WWE afford to let him go when they've built the entire thing around him I mean it was a bit, It came as a bit of a shock just because of the current run that he's having at the moment. So to even kind of like be in discussion about potentially moving away from WWE and going into acting and into Hollywood, um, it, it probably isn't the best time because everyone's probably thinking nowadays, oh, okay, so Roman's going to lose this belt and then leave. Uh, that might not be necessarily be the case. Um it will be a shame to lose him, though, uh, because of how much draw he does get. So uh, if I were WWE, I'd probably be looking to maybe 
maybe make a few more cuts just to be able to keep him on our books, you know? But <laughs> that being said, if Roman wants to go, Roman's going to go. Do you know what yeah. I mean? This this is the thing. and we Well, again, I keep saying we've seen it, but even with The Rock, John Cena's one that's kind of surprised me the most because I've been watching him. I uh, saw recently Peacemaker, and he's fantastic. And it's no surprise. Oh, I haven't that. You've seen Peacemaker? Oh, you get the ch- definitely. No, not out. yet. Yeah, I'm um, way behind. I am trying to catch up. <laughs> well, no, it's like, it, it, but it's one of these things where you know I think, oh, of course, but this is what WWE do, and even Roman Reigns now, and we've even talked about in pay per views the way his character is and how he, you know, dictates and all this stuff is a massive part to holding yourself on screen. So it's definitely you know there if he wants it. And speaking of another one, Batista <laughs> celebrating 20 years since his uh, debut as well. Someone who's had massive success. Uh, in the you know with Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff, uh, but it's an interesting yeah. situation, you know. That, that's that's without a doubt. Yeah. But we will now get on May eighth, WrestleMania backlash, and we had the kickoff show with Kayla Braxton, Kevin Patrick, John, uh, JBL, Booker T, and Peter Rosenberg. And of course, they run through the card for tonight's show. But not a lot else happened apart from. Paul Heyman's interview with the Usos uh, and having a go at Randy Orton and uh, Riddle's mum for the way their sons grew up. And when asked about Drew's mother, Paul said, well, the sword was named after him. He's got psychological issues. Um, which, again, Paul Heyman can make any you know anything work, really. Um, but the kickoff was useless. <laughs> it really was. I've been watching kickoff for so long. It's really not worth it, is it? I mean, you know, for me, I was watching it, you know, playing catch-up. Um, and, yeah, I just, you know, I skipped through the kickoff so quickly because I'm like, what's the point on seeing all of these promos when we're going to see them at, in the yeah. in the premium live event coming up <laughs> just before each match? So you're basically giving us 45 minutes or an hour of, promos that we're going to get just before each match in an hour's time. What is the point of the kickoff show? We didn't even have a match. Like, I just don't see why they do them. They never used to do them. And so why they're just carrying on when they don't even put matches on there or matches that actually even matter, I don't know. Because I'm still kind of reeling from that Survivor Series match where the New Day were on the kickoff and they had a tag team match, and yet that apparently didn't count towards you know the overall count at the end when it was uh, SmackDown Raw and NXT. You know, yeah. so it's like, what is the point of the kickoff if the matches don't even matter? And now this time round, we didn't even get a match. Why are we bothering with kickoff? Honestly, like I said, I've been watching kickoffs for too long. You know, and uh, yeah. at the moment. Even if it's half hour with that panel beforehand, and again, I understand not having a match because maybe been like I said, six matches on the card give him, uh, you know, room to breathe. But again, half hour show beforehand. You think about how much we cram into our pre shows, you know, and we run out of time talking it, and and yet yeah. they just do so little in that hour. Um, yeah. But one thing we will get onto is the main show, and and I will say it's one of the best opening videos in ages. When I have to check my handset 
to see if something's happened with it, but it's actually the graphic going into it. Um, I thought it was really, really nicely done because so long it just I so long. It was my link for for a while. <laughs> it was my link that was that was broken. So I'm glad that it actually was the graphic itself. Yeah, usually it's just so generic, but it made sense even with the kind of WrestleMania backlash theme to it. Was like, yeah, actually, no, I understand. I can get with it. Um, and like I said, one of the best videos in ages. And then we start with Cody Rhodes uh, versus Seth Rollins after another epic video package. And obviously the video packages were fantastic. But we're going to get straight into the action and with uh, Cody and Seth. And they started off simple with a lockup for engaging a quick sequence of counters. Uh, that led to Rollins scoring the first takedown and bragging about it. He seemed if he was successfully getting inside Rhodes' head at first. The American Nightmare began to make it more of a fight as time went on, but originally he still seemed to be one in control most of the time. Of course, he had a chip on his shoulder from his mania loss, so it made perfect sense for him to be the aggressor. They picked up the pace as they went, and the crowd got hyped for every big moment. They paced themselves well so they could sell when they need to. Uh, Rollins managed to get his foot on the ropes to avoid a pin after taking the crossroads. Visionally failed to win with a pedigree, leading to Rose getting a pin by using a handful of tights when he rolled him up, which Rollins had tried to do to him. Uh, I really like the story of this match. Jackson, what do you think of this cracking opener? I mean, again, I knew that this match was going to be an absolute banger, um, especially because of the fact of seeing them first of all at WrestleMania but it was again just as exciting to have them open they they definitely work well together they've got some real good chemistry together um it was constantly countering one another which was so enjoyable to watch and at one point I really couldn't tell you who was going to win I'd be like oh definitely Seth this time oh no actually wait it might be it might be Cody you know like they both had such good chemistry together that it was very hard to actually see who was going to come out of this like the victor so uh, i really enjoyed this match i thought it was the best way to start off wrestlemania backlash and both men worked hard i think well you made a couple of excellent points you know, cody and seth have gelled perfectly and you know both you could argue over in their prime uh you know in every spot was on point i was looking and there wasn't one moment uh and seth's execution of the frog splash I mean, he does so many things so well, but that is world-class as well. Yeah, that frog splash, it just kind of looks kind of crazy. I I really thought to myself at one point, I'm pretty sure that Seth, whilst he's in the middle of the air, is going, do you see this, this Montez Ford? Do you see how I'm going? I'm going to get you one day. Like, I feel like he's just got, like, a personal uh, competition going with Montez Ford to see who can get the highest. Honestly, it's just beautiful. And um, one of the funny things during the match was Jimmy Smith getting exciting and saying, has Cody got ring rust? Has he got ring rust? And, and Corey having to explain, no, he has been wrestling. We just can't mention it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Jimmy. He is at that other place. Do you remember he was somewhere else before this? <laughs> uh, but this, is, this was near perfection, I will say. For me, well, I said, you know, one of the best opening matches to a WWE pay-per-view ever. Like, even thinking about it the past 20 years, this was fantastic in near enough every way. 
yeah agreed um I really thoroughly enjoyed it again it was just like you said perfection the best way to describe it and then holding the tights opens up another reason for a rematch if he wants it as well uh Jackson what are you going to score that out of five um I'm going to give it a a four point uh, a four and three quarters and the only reason why it's not getting my five out of five is because I am very very much fed up of the roll-up pin being used at premium live events. I, I just think that, in general, WWE have abused the roll-up pin so much that it should not be used at all on pay-per-view events. Sorry, premium live events. It just needs to stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would agree there. Uh, I'm going to give it 4.95. Uh, maybe if there was a championship on the line or the main event, it would have been five, but 4.95 for me, but an excellent way. Like I said, one of the best ways uh, to start. And, of course, we do polls as well. And who wins? We asked the question. Uh, Cody Rose got 66% uh, of the vote. Of course, Seth Rollins with 34. And predictions. Well, the prediction league continues. And, of course, we have three prediction leagues. We've got the bonus league. And at the moment, the scores were that with Gina and Jaxie on five. Monty on six. I am on nine at this moment, but it's only because I absolutely smashed it at WrestleMania. But it's not going to happen. That was a <laughs> fluke. Um, AEW Prediction League, of course, we have got double or nothing coming up soon. Gina and Monty, zero. The leader's right here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's moaning. <laughs> And then we are one point up. And then W Paper League, well, it is tight. Monty uh, was free for free leading into WrestleMania. But thanks to my like, miraculous comeback, I'm free, free with Monty. Jaxie, you and Gina are both on two. So a win for either of you here uh, will join us at the top as well. Predictions for this match? Yeah. Well, Gina and myself went Rollins. Jaxie and Monty went Cody. So, yes, Monty and Jaxie lead uh, 1-0 at this moment in time. Uh, then we get Omos versus Bobby Lashley. Uh, and the almighty circled the giant a bit for going in for some strikes. Omos was able to beat him back until MVP got the apron to find a distraction. And the only way Lashley was able to turn the tables was trap the giant in the ring ropes. And that was hard enough. But the Almighty tried to go after MVP, but Omos put a stop to it by putting him back in the ring by his head. The former WWE champion was able to apply the hurt lock, which again, for a man's wingspan, is an incredible move. But Omos did break yeah. it. Uh, MVP attacked Lashley with his cane while the red his back turn, allowing Omos to hit his two-handed choke slam for the win. Jackson, what did you think? Uh, I thought it was good. I thought it was a good match. Um, I think that, you know, there has been progression with Omos. Um, am I happy or pleased to see the Almighty uh, losing to the likes of Omos? No, I'm not. I'm pissed. I'm vexed. I, I mean, this, for, in my opinion, should not be happening. However, I know I can see what WWE are trying to do with Omos. So from a story point of view and from kind of looking at it as a reviewer point of view, I can understand why almost picks up the win, but realistically I'm pissed. Well, let's look at the positives. This was miles yeah. better than their Mania match. I mean, Bobby Lashley yeah. didn't break his neck on any occasion. <laughs> you know, no, uh, no, we, 
<laughs> we talk about the jury still out for o- Omos for me, but he did sell and taken off his feet with a spine buster really well for the kind of shock in his eyes. Uh, but like you said, babyface Bobby with the fire is so enjoyable, and he was trying his heart. Yeah. Out. And how many wrestlers are going at that and giving a hundred percent? And Bobby is so you got to credit that. Yeah, exactly. And I ju- I just love watching Bobby Lashley in the ring being able to let loose. So this is the one thing that I will say is like being able to kind of see what Bobby can give us against the likes of an opponent like almost has been very enjoyable. I'm just uh I'm just so team Bobby at the moment that I didn't see this uh this win coming. So I went in the, the wrong direction for predictions-wise. I do think Omos is getting better. I still think he does need training in the ring, but I do think he, he's listening and paying attention to what, what he's doing in the ring. And, you know, all we can do is actually ask these wrestlers to be, uh, you know, trying when they're in the ring, trying to sell uh, for the other wrestler, trying to, uh, you know, um, do their best in in that type in those types of positions, and I think that almost is, is doing that. He's he's working his his butt off, um, and you know the, these results might be a bit slow, but you know there's there is still progression from the first match that we saw at WrestleMania. And also MVP on Omos's side has made such yeah. a difference in this feud. It's, it it's really has. It feels right now, and I think. You know, and even MVP and Bobby could get back together in a couple of years' time. But at this moment in time, Omos, just let's let's go see how far MVP can get. I loved the little bit uh, on commentary when MVP even said he he's the game changer. You know, MVP with yeah, Lashley okay. beats Omos. MVP with Omos beats Lashley. It's fantastic. Yeah, they said that, and I actually agree with that. Like, it, you know, it's decent uh, storytelling in that sense. You know, because. We know for a fact that if almost is, uh, if MVP is choosing to align himself with the likes of almost, then there needs to be that that means needs to be seen as a big deal. And with how well MVP has done, not just uh, in his own career, but in terms of even Bobby's career, you can get behind that sort of story. So it's understandable. I should have probably put my reviewer hat on when when cho- making my choice on who I felt was going to be the winner here um, from that point of view, kind of looking at it as a reviewer point of view. Um, but yeah, MVP really really has kind of solidified and, and confirmed what he did rightly say, which is that he's the game changer. Well, this is the thing, uh, and it was an excellent by MVP to say that. Uh, and it would be interesting times, like we said, ahead as well. Uh, as for the match, what would you score that out of five? I'm going to give it um, a good three. I'm going to give it three and three quarters out of five. I'm feeling giving here today. and like It's, it's much better than the uh, WrestleMania match as well. Poll-wise for this... Bobby Lashley with uh, 58% of the vote to Omos is 42. So, I mean, you're not alone with the Bobby Lashley fans out there. Of course, prediction-wise, uh, myself, Monty went Omos. Jackson, you and Gina did go Bobby. Uh, so, Monty, two in the lead at this moment. Uh, you and I on one point each and Gina on zero. Uh, and then we find out Helen the Cell... Hell in a Cell is on June 5th. Now, I mean, 
we have done Hell in a Cell the past couple of years with Select Match Pod. So I might try and reach out. What do you reckon? That would be quite interesting. It'd be very, um, very nice to actually uh, do another one with them. And considering we've done that uh, previously uh, with them, we should definitely reach out. Yeah, well, you've heard it now, guys. If I don't, then I apologise. <laughs> I was busy. But... We don't. Then blame, blame Select Match Pod. Maybe they didn't want to hang with us. Maybe we're too cool for them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we are starting saying now, but we'll, we'll move on quickly into the third straight WrestleMania rematch featuring Edge and AJ Styles. And like I said, Damien Priest is banned from ringside. The WWE production team like make this seem so much better <laughs> with the video. I honestly watch some of the highlight the yeah. promo videos and think I've watched this. This is this is not what I've seen. The, it's just fantastic stuff. That's what makes it WWE the kind of it's number. Brilliant one. editing. Mm. Yeah, it's good editing. I would say. Oh, is it like the team, the the kind of the music and everything else involved? Like it is, like I said, the, the the best out there. And as soon as the bell rang in this one, both men ran at each other and started brawling, which I love to see as well. Uh, the rated R superstar wanted a pitbull version of Styles, and he got it <laughs> for the first few minutes. The phenomenon was all over him, but Edge counted the phenomenal forearm, and Styles immediately started favouring the shoulder. Uh, of course, Edge and Priest had injured on Raw. The rest of the match was Edge controlling the action while AJ would occasionally get a short burst of offence. Um, it seems every time Styles had his number, his rival found a way to put him back down. We see both guys kicking out of each other's finishes as they work towards the finish. Priest showed up. Yes. <clears throat> Fucking guy who is barred from ringside. And he came out and he went, now, nah, I'm not ringside. Look, this bit and it's like, come on. Come on now. Don't <laughs> tickle me and call me Elmo. You know, it's not it's not fair. No, he was, he just you know, he did that child's thing of like actually being like, No dad, I haven't crossed the line yet, so I'm not breaking any rules. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. And then he did go it, once Balor attacked him uh, to help out a priest did was then at ringside. So he should have been taken away, I guess. Uh, and as all yeah. this shenanigans uh, was going on, uh, a person in a hood pulled Styles off the top rope whilst the ref was distracted. Now an edge and put him in a modified cross-place sleeper hold for the win after AJ had passed out. The mystery person then came into the ring and was ruled to be Raya fucking Ripley. What a big deal for Ripley. Oh, wow. Before we get onto that and the reveal, um, this was for their age, both look in great shape and both delivered two of the best ever. Yeah, I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed this match. I just think that AJ Styles works so well with and with any partner he's given anyway, and just watching both him and Edge in in a ring together was kind of like one of those dream matches that I never knew I really needed to see until I saw it. You know, um, there was just so much star power in that ring. I enjoyed it from beginning to end. I, I honestly didn't know who was going to win. Um, you know, I had obviously my predictions, but with the way, with how back and forth the match was, it, it, it's not easy to actually believe who is going to actually win, especially when you take into account that 
Damien Priest was supposed to be banned from ringside. This is and there's 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 a common theme here as well. If you look at our predictions throughout the night, and even what you've been saying is each match could have had you know either guy could have won, and I think everybody would have been happy in a weird way. And I think it shows you with kind of or how predictable WWE is. All six matches, you know, could have had different results, and each one of us did go for that different result as well. Yeah, definitely. I think I think they're getting harder to call and and think. Yeah, okay, I'm reading this match already before it's even started. You know, so that's always going to be seen as a good thing from a, a wrestling fan's point of view because it's not always fun to be able to read these things and get it get them right all the time. You know, you want to have those matches where you genuinely don't know what the outcome is going to be. Um, so the fact that, that that WWE are picking up on this and re-delivering, or, or the wrestlers, should I say, are actually delivering some great matches, you could just tell the effort that's gone into the training and the hard work is paying off. Yeah, without a doubt. And, I mean, talk about the match as well. The slingshot into the stairs, uh, edge to AJ, looked vicious. And the Pele kick for AJ to edge, the replay right on the top of Edge's head. Uh, the pace was quicker than Mania, uh, but what a cool moment for Ripley, made to be mm. such a big deal, you know. Uh, Definitely. Uh, do you know what? Can I just actually say as well, because of like the camera angle and things, I I was convinced it was Champa at first, and I I think I was convinced it was Champa because the camera angle had, you know, this person staying on the outside for so long. Um, whereas clearly this cameraman was on the top of the ri- uh, 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 at the top of the ring, so the height there wasn't there for me for Rhea for it to call it as Rhea. So I thought for ages it was Champa, and then they rolled into the ring and I saw the height, and I was like, "That's Rhea, isn't it? It's Rhea, and it was." Yeah, oh, what a moment! Even Corey did well on commentary as well, talking um, about oh, who is this person? Who's that man? Even so, he's kind of putting you off. The yeah, space. yeah. Uh, Definitely, and... it's quite exciting to to even think, you know, where things are going to go with Rhea now that she's kind of joined this faction. Um, and you know what? I'm kind of spanning the idea of Edge and her working together. It's just an an exciting idea. Oh, yeah, it's going to be great. Let's hope Liv joins the club and we can have some gang warfare as well. You know, between the two. I love that, but we need to. They need to rekindle and be on the same side again. Because right now, I don't think that they're you know, in inverted uh, fingers here, uh, friends, you know? Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Like, there's so much potential. So the, the pop as well. You know, we talk about women's wrestling maybe not having, you know, the matches it deserves on the pay-per-view, but mm-hmm. to have that moment where it was such a big deal, you know, it was like, well, Edge yeah. won because of Ripley. And uh, like I said, I love this match. And if we're loading towards Ripley versus Bianca Belair, I cannot wait. Oh my gosh, please give that to me. We all saw what they, they both did for their final sort of teams at uh, Survivor Series. Wasn't it a Survivor yeah. Series? I'm pretty sure it was because those two were the two that lasted. Oh my gosh, please give it to me. That's a dream match that I would definitely give WWE my money for. In fact, that the closing exchange with Ripley when Belair won the Royal Rumble as well, I still remember I get excited. Yeah. If that money in the bank or SummerSlam, then, like you said, take my money. But AJ versus Edge, what are you going to score out of five? I'm, I'm going to give that a, 
four and a half because I really enjoyed that match. Yeah, I completely agree. Four and a half for me as well. Uh, Poll-wise, Edge got 60% of the vote. Um, predictions, uh, me and Monty went AJ, uh, Jaxie, you and Gina went Edge. I was so fucking annoyed when Ray Ripley showed up. I'm not going to lie. I don't normally talk about predictions, but God. I mean, I, I was just more thinking to myself of the fact that, you know, Edge is just freshly turned heel. They're not going to already screw that up by having him lose to the first person that he's feuding with since turning heel. But that was my own kind of way of thinking about the match, to be honest. To be fair, if Priest was actually banned from ringside, <laughs> you know, I'm just saying... <laughs> Uh, no, no, we will. You probably, you probably would have. You and Monty probably would have picked up the win. But you know what? Me and Gina are going to milk this win. No, and you deserve it, deservedly so. Being a fair play to that. Um, and what that means for the scores? What it means? Jaxie joins uh, Monty uh, on two, and myself uh, are on one, and joined by Gina. Um, like we talk about a couple of things. I mean, it was a damn shame. We didn't uh, get to see Blair or Oscar versus Lynch. But I did like yeah. the fact that Raw had the first half of the show with the commentators as well. And then SmackDown took over. Kind of a real kind of 2002 mm-hmm. feel to it, even. Where it's like, okay, go yeah. ahead, it's turn now. Uh, Michael and Pat yeah, I kind of like get it. the point over. Yeah, um, it, you could definitely uh, tell like the, the commentators had changed over. But... I kind of didn't mind that. I, I, I liked the change in pace. Um, you know, that way we're getting uh, both both sets of commentators, but at the same time, we're also kind of just getting, we're changing things up a bit, you know, and there's nothing ever wrong with just trying trying out something, and I think that this works. I don't know about that. Well, the only title contest on the card, again, it's not something else we've not mentioned. Only one championship on the line. Uh, which again is incredible when you think about it. Six match. If you'd have told me like four years ago when it was like fifteen hours long, you know, fifteen matches, whatever, there'd be six matches, only one championship match. That'd be crazy. But it was the SmackDown Women's Championship on the line with Ronda Rousey against Charlotte in an I quit match. Uh, Ronda Rousey ducked a big boot, stood on the queen as soon. As the match started, even though both women are known for submissions, they're just trying to make each other quit in different ways. <laughs> the match quickly spilled out yep. in the ring as he took advantage of the lack of rules. They used kendo sticks, flare through a camera at Rousey. That was expensive. They fought up into the crowd. <laughs> I did love the bit when him in the crowd, you saw the hook t-shirt. And I thought, move quickly. <laughs> you don't want to get that. You can hooked. tell that the cameraman was like, shit, different <laughs> angle, different angle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Rousey had a rival hanging upside down from the top turnbuckle, put her in an armbar. The Queen screamed in pain as they both crashed to the floor to break the hold. At one point, Charlotte looked like she was crying. I don't know if it was just mega selling or they were just beating the shit out of each other. And after locking in the armbar uh, with a steel chair, well, Charlotte got the chair and said, Happy Mother's Day. And that was it because Rousey yanked the arm through. Putting the arm, <laughs> arm breaker. I did like the fact, Rhonda, you quit? No, I was hoping you're going to say that, bitch. And then just like, <laughs> it maybe should have had a little bit more impact, but I still thought it was great. Uh, Charlotte quit yeah. and we had a new women's champion. Uh, what were your thoughts? Yeah, 
I mean, I, th- this is going to be really shocking coming from me, James, but I actually really enjoyed this match. Um, I actually really it, enjoyed just seeing both Charlotte and Ronda go fully all out with one another. Um, it was kind of a, like a nice pace. I feel like um, I don't. I don't always feel like the, the female wrestlers play it safe, but. I think when it when it came to some of the matches that Ronda's had in the past, I've not thoroughly been as of, as impressed. But working with Charlotte, I I don't know why, but it just worked. Like it was very it was a very entertaining match to me. Um, I was kind of intrigued because I really didn't see which way this was going to go. I kind of felt like you know after having Ronda lose at, at WrestleMania, surely they couldn't do it again. But they, they at one point they do they did have you wondering is, is Charlotte going to win this again? So um, yeah, I I actually enjoyed the match for what it was. I would have to agree with you actually after my earlier point. This is probably the only match where we thought Rousey um, we probably the favourite overall. But even then, like to talk about with the moments with with Charlotte. With, I mean, what an entrance attire from Charlotte! Just. I don't know how yeah. many parts. Of, I feel sorry for the Peacock family she massacred, but it did look <laughs> wonderful in the entrance. Yeah, it really did. I mean, as you, as you say, you know, kind of very much looking like a like a peacock, but at the same time, I really couldn't help but get vibes of you know, like the dragon form of Maleficent from Sleeping Beauty, like the black and purple. Like I just kind of got that vibe from her as well. I just thought it looked great. She looked good. She did, and she always delivers on the big stage as well. And it's almost like Ronda and Charlotte got this unwritten rule. Or maybe they talk and go, right, let's just hit each other as hard as we can. Because Charlotte doesn't pull any punches. And yeah. And I, I genuinely think that they that's what they said before going out. Let's just, you know, no holds barred. Let's just hit each other as hard as we both possibly can. Especially when you look at Charlotte's body after the match. Like, yeah. she was covered in, like, welts and bruises and stuff. And I know that she actually was going full out on Ronda as well, so it really would surprise me if both women are sporting ugly-ass bruises uh, this week. Here we are, I mean, it's the first time I remember Charlotte's tights ripping. And for a queen, that must not yeah. do. <laughs> but it was one of these weird things. <laughs> they used all the tricks in the book, and boy, did it pay off. The only thing that annoys me is the We Want Tables chance uh, from the fans. Just let, oh, yes. just let the match yeah. play out. Shut up. Yeah, just shut up. Like, I'm sorry, but these two women are actually physically beating each other to a pulp and you're still shouting you want tables? Shut up. You're not gl- the ones putting your bodies through it. I was glad Rhonda actually got uh, quite a positive response, but I think she will turn here. I think she works better maybe uh, as that. And as we got told later on in the night as well, Charlotte had suffered a broken arm, and apparently the rumours are she is marrying Andrade in the summer, so she might be taking a few months off, Jaxie. I mean, this would this would be good news for the rest of the female wrestlers to actually be given a chance in WWE to actually shine. Um, if she is going off, I, I wish you um, the best on your wedding um, to Andrade, and I hope you have a lovely time, Shara. But also, don't come back too quickly yet. Because let people miss you, yeah. Let people miss you and give other women a chance as well in this in the wrestling ring. So this kind of pleases me. 
Well, I thought it would, and it's always good to have some good news. And it's better than their Mania match as well, finally. But out of five, what would you score Charlotte versus Ronda? I'm going to give it um, a a four and a quarter. You you and I are in some synergy at this moment in time. A four and a quarter again. We know each other so well, we finish each other's sentences. Sandwiches. There, we'll get, we'll get, uh, we'll get there. Poll wise. Yeah, next time. We'll do it for Monty and Gina. It'll be like, whoa, you know, we'll be like, we've never done that before. Uh, we so, never practiced that all. Yeah. So, Ronda Rousey did get 70%. Of that vote, which again is because we all went Ronda Rousey, which means Monty and Jaxie on three, uh, and Gina and I on two, and then the Money in the Bank promo with Cody was a kind of fuck you to AEW as well because that was excellent. <laughs> like the whole stadium is like, oh yeah, you've got this stadium, we've got this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really well done. It was, a, it was a really good promo. Um, I was actually happy that they let Cody do it so. Because Cody is great at promos. Yeah, really, really good stuff. And a little cheeky uh, smile at the end as well. Made it seem like a big deal. And it made me think, yeah. hmm, I wonder who's going to win Money in the Bank. But again, that is, <laughs> that is an argument. <laughs> <laughs> argument for another day. <laughs> we get a stellar video for the Happy Couple feud. Yeah, Happy Corbin versus Mad Cat Moss. <laughs> <laughs> I just realised we said happy couple and that was brilliant <laughs> well he locked up and struggled for control until Corbin kicked his former friend in the leg started bouncing his head off the top turn buckle Moss quickly recovered to show off some agility with a couple of high leapfrogs uh, but Corbin regained control and slowed it down um, he even used a couple of moves he's not known for such as a senton which you yeah. know that came out of nowhere, right? Yeah. Well, another thing that kind of came out of nowhere was the fish, because all that happened was Moss hit a sunset flip, and it just got the clean win. I mean, he celebrated in the aisle. Corbin looked as sad he was when he was broke. Um, what are your thoughts <laughs> on this match? Because, again, I didn't mind this for pacing reasons. You know, give us a little calm down after what we've just seen. Yeah, so in terms of, you know where it was placed on the match card, I think it was the best um, the best thing that could have gone in between both, you know, uh, between Charlotte's match and the main event. I, yeah. I just, I just wasn't fully invested in this story though. Do, do you know what I mean? Um, you know, when the story was there for um, WrestleMania, it made sense, but it kind of felt like this whole feud between them was, was forced to be ongoing just to be able to get to here and then the ending just kind of like didn't feel like it was just wrapping it all up you know with a bow and just sending it off like it I, I don't want this to continue if that's if that makes sense it was good for what it was in terms of the match um but I don't really feel like I need to you know have another maybe session of Raw or Smackdown of Corbin coming out and complaining that he was distracted or something and that they have to have another match or something. Um, I, I hope this is the end of their feud because I'd like it if they could both go on to something else. But I'm just, yeah, the, the ending of this match really just kind of confused me in terms of like it was a clean pin, but it feels like 
things were still left unsaid, so to speak. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. And the, the problem is, with, even with this feud, is it feels like they have been fighting for a long time, even though this was their first kind of pay-per-view match, you know, or sort of special or premium live event as it was. But we've kind of had the turn, and it's weird that Madcap mm. is still called Madcap Moss. You would think he would drop his name and be more yeah, serious, right? but it's almost like Corbin is going to have another change now. I have no idea why they would keep going with a gay lumberjack, but maybe they just think it's it's popular. And and the thing about Baron it, Corbin it, as well... They, who, were they, who were they facing at WrestleMania? Because I kind of just feel like all I can think of is that they faced each other at Mania, but they didn't. They were teaming together, weren't they, at Mania? No, <laughs> this is at WrestleMania. Baron Corbin, uh, Happy Corbin lost to Drew McIntyre. He cut the ropes. Oh, oh yes. Oh, yes. So, yeah, this all kind of resulted from that, but I kind of feel like it should have already been over and done with. <laughs> it's one of these feuds that should just be wrapped up. But, but Baron Corbin... Is this the only match? Is this the only match, though, that isn't a rematch? Yeah, this is, this is kind of... Forgot. Everybody was talking about WrestleMania rematch, and I thought, I just, I'm going to keep this quiet. He's noticed. It's like... Yeah, I, I mean, I'm only just noticing this myself, and I'm kind of like... It felt like it, it was a rematch, you know? <laughs> yeah, this is the weird thing. But <laughs> we talk about uh, with the name changes as well. Corbin has been on mm-hmm. pay-per-views consistently since his debut way back at WrestleMania 32. You know, we talk about the different uh, retiring Kurt Angle at WrestleMania, United States title run, King Corbin. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, Dean Ambrose's last match in the Shield he was, you know, a part of that as well. When you you think that's incredible, um, he become mm. he's become the SmackDown's Miz recently. Where it, even if Pat McAfee is calling you a doofus during the match, when you know he nearly called him the big dog and he didn't want to offend Roman Reigns, yeah. that's when you kind of want to see him. Maybe can Baron Corbin be repackaged? I'm not talking about you know older. He's my younger brother. But a more dangerous yeah. Corbin picking up wins, or do you think he's he's stuck in this now? So okay, this is I don't I don't normally praise Baron Corbin a lot, um, and th- I think this is one of the very few compliments he'll probably get from me. But he he really does have a way of investing fully in a character and running with it until even when people don't want to accept it, they accept it. So I do believe that if if he's going to go for another sort of character change, I believe whatever character that will be, he'll put all of his effort into it and it will eventually, you know, get over as a character. Um, whether or not I actually still, like, I, I just, I, I can't ever see Corbin becoming, like, a, a face. Like, it's always going to have to be one of those, like, sort of, lovable hill characters that just is never going to get over if that makes sense i just can't see him getting it over as a he's he's at he's packed himself as it was (laughs) (laughs) that's the best way to describe it (laughs) (laughs) but i mean the match was all right shows moss is still green in parts when you have to get corbin uh carrying the majority but corbin again uh does this so well and he's kind of you know, I know he's hated, but 
Uh, I didn't mind this at all. Uh, I'll give this uh, a three and a quarter out of five. What are you going to score it? Yeah, I'm going to give it a three. It was it was an all right match. I just felt like it was a very irrelevant one to be on the card. But again, like we talk about, with the pacing of the show, it was nice to kind of have a little drink break, so to speak, and come back and catch yeah. the result. Um, Definitely. Yeah, Mad Cat Moss got 59% of the vote. Um, a lot of people were actually talking about what do you do with Baron after this feud is over. Scotty Van Spice got involved, Aaron Wilson, uh, Nick 35 as well, um, talking about the happy gimmick has ran its course, and we hope we filled in uh, a couple of details there for you guys as well. Uh, predictions? Well, uh, Jane, James, I'm talking to myself in the third person. Jack, see you and I <laughs> went for <laughs> Mad Cut Moss. Uh, Gina and Monty went Corbin. I could not believe Monty went Corbin when I when I re-looked <laughs> at it. Um, <laughs> which means... But Monty, did you make a mistake? Yeah, it's like, you fucked up. You fucked... No, no. Well, let me tell you who did. Gina did. And she was not pleased by this at all. By this point, she had already kind of thrown all of her eggs out of the pram, so to speak, and was very unhappy with her results. (laughs) Well, someone that was happy, obviously, uh, was you, (laughs) Jackson, because you took there uh, on four. I joined Monty on three uh, and Gina on two. And the final match of the night was the big six-man tag contest with Roman Reigns, the Usos, the Bloodline, on RK Bro, Andrew McIntyre. The entrances themselves are always epic, but I did like Drew doing his big strongman pose uh, with RK Bro. It did bring a smile to, to my face. Uh, and again, it kind of made me laugh a bit, but I, I also get that like it did look quite good at having them all pose together. But I also couldn't help but laugh a bit because I was like, why does it feel like it's odd seeing like Drew paired with them? <laughs> yeah, no, it is, it is strange, but uh, it kind of worked in a weird way as well. They had a great promo on uh, SmackDown, and uh, we were talking about acknowledging you know each other, and that was kind of really, really fun and snappy. Um, but we Hello. saw it into the match. The Viper, Jimmy Uso, Jimmy Uso started for their teams. The crowd was hot and chanting before they even made contact. It seemed that, you know, don't get me wrong, the crowd was hot all night, but especially in the opening and in the main event, that is talk about the pacing on the show. Yeah. Um, the Usos backed all into the corner and hit a few punches uh, before Ledger could have poked him in the eye and brought in Riddle for a double team. McIntyre tagged in. He threw Jimmy to the corner and told the tagging reigns. Uh, Paul Heyman advised against it, but the tribal chief decided to listen to the crowd and got in the ring. He then tagged in Jay and told the crowd he was a shot caller and would do things his way. Can anybody else get away with it like Roman Reigns can with that, you know? No, honestly, I was laughing so much because I absolutely loved it. He really just got the crowd up into believing that he actually was tagging in because they're shouting and screaming for him to get in the ring. Just to actually disappoint them again. It was just great. We didn't decide to get involved until Riddle was down in the Bloodline's corner. Reigns and McIntyre finally ended up being illegal men at the same time. Uh, After a little trash talker, they started throwing hands. And again, it felt like a big fight feel. Even though we have seen McIntyre and Reigns before, the way the crowd was, the way they 
the match at that point where even Reigns is kind of like, oh shit, I've tagged in now and I can't tag out to look weak, uh, but I have to face off with yeah. Drew. Um, the Viper then came in off hot. Orton, how over was Randy Orton in this match? I can't believe it. He he literally got the biggest pop from everyone, and I was like, wait, is this a hometown? I had to actually have a look. I was like, is this his hometown? Honestly, it was just like, wow. Uh, he caught Reigns with an RKO out of nowhere. I don't know if we saw a replay, but how fucking brilliant was that? Reigns like a bullet train. Yeah, yeah. It literally, it, from from looking at the replay, it literally looked like Randy Orton was like, had slowed down time. But then, like, he, he, he's not Dr. Strange, yeah? He doesn't have those type of powers. When you look at the replay, it really does feel like Randy is in a world of his own. And he sees someone coming. He sees the opportunity as to where to land the RKO. And then all of a sudden, time picks back up again. And click right on there. He he manages to hit it. And it's always done in perfection. And you just think to yourself, did he just look into that? Because if he did, I could not have guessed that. Like, it just looks like such a great spot. Oh, without a doubt. And then he wasn't finished there because he dropped Jimmy with another RKO in the crowd for losing their <laughs> shit. They were going to hate shit at this point. Uh, yeah, Jack yeah. managed to break up the pin. And as the match progressed, the ref began to lose control. Everybody was fighting in and around the ring. Uh, Reigns put Makassar through the announce table with Urinagi, which was mental in itself. And hey, you finally got the tables you wanted. Um, with Riddle looking to take out Jay with an RKO from the top rope. The Tribal Chief got the uh, blind tag and then cut Riddle in half with the spear to score the win. Uh, and I've got to say, Jaxie, I, I was not happy about this. I thinking, this is only a pay-per-view match. What a fucking pay-per-view match. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like I was pretty much on the same wavelength as you with this pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this match, I mean, what did you think? I mean, Reigns had the crowd in the palm of his hand and he had little red on his boots as well to match the bloodline. But each of these yeah. men looked fantastic, didn't they? They all did. Uh, you know, we're not just talking about Roman and Drew here. Uh, the Usos just, again, showing why they are one of the best tag teams in the world. Uh, taking spots and making others look good as well. They're just brilliant at what they do. And it was just like the epic build-up and the storytelling behind, you know, Roman asserting dominance, but not really wanting to get in the ring and risk wrestling through, you know, eventually getting there. All of the near misses. Like, I honestly couldn't believe it when, when Jay came in for the save. I, I, I thought, you know, after that, uh, Jimmy took that RKO, that was it. You know, they were going to get the win there. So it was it was just so great to see this back and forth and entirely incredibly frustrating at the fact that I didn't even go with my own gut instinct at this point. I, get, I tell you something, as soon as Reigns got the win, I thought, how fucking obvious was that? <laughs> like, yeah. How? Yeah. Why would the bloodline lose? I, exactly. <laughs> I keep asking myself the same thing, James, and I'm like, you know, this was the moment where, like, I felt like the crowd should be chanting to me, "You fucked up," because I felt <laughs> like I did. <laughs> I mean, but what a fucking six man! I mean, to have three hot it tags was. in a row, like Magstar hot tag, and then autumn people going crazy, 
And then even Riddle comes. Yeah. Having Riddle eat the pin, yeah. so you've still got the McIntyre match. Is this a match yeah. of the year candidate? I'm, or, you know, it, it, it's got to be up there. I mean, it's definitely going to be considered because it, it, it was just non-stop from beginning to end. And considering, you know, this could have easily been like um, quite a dip for the crowd to just kind of lose their energy and stuff. If anything, they picked their energy back up from watching this match. So, you know, like just goes to show you how well all, all six wrestlers did. They really, really did. It was beautiful uh, stuff. What were you going to score that out of five? So I'm going to give that a 4.9 out of five. Yeah, I'm going to give that a it's five. Sorry. It's not giving it, I'm not giving it a full five because I, I, I'm, I'm just pissed off that I didn't see, see that outcome. <laughs> ah, so <laughs> I see what happened there. But like I said, it was, yeah, it was, but... this is how close it was, though, with the polls. Uh, 52% to 48% the bloodline. Uh, so bloodline ah. won out in the end. We, as a team, all went for uh, RK Bro and Drew, all thinking, oh, Drew will get the win setting up. But no, like you talked about, Jack, yeah. Sue, we didn't think about how important the bloodline is, you know? Yep. Yep, that, that, that's a fault on all of our ends. I'll have to hold up my own hands there and just say, I didn't go with my gut instinct. And then uh, Roman Reigns, we talked about the contract and, of course, you know, what he's going to do in the summer and saying uh, this could be the last time you see the bloodline wrestle. They've only wrestled twice together, you know, and hearing him mm. say that is a bit sh- jarring, I would say, because you thought, well, I thought we've got, we're going to have years of this, but, you know, maybe, mm. maybe it's all coming to end, but by God, if they keep delivering matches like that, unbelievable. Yeah. So predictions, final scores. Well, Gina uh, ends up on two points. Monty and myself on three. So that means your winner is Jaxie. Go on, take a bow. Hell yes, I am taking the biggest bow. You you can all clap for me now or tweet me. I'm good with that as well. Um, this is my first official WWE win, I think. So I'm very, very proud of this win. <laughs> it is not, I will say. That, that because of this win now, it means you, I, and Monty are all on three wins apiece for WWE pay-per-views. So don't forget the, the first couple we've had. We'll obviously had the Elimination Chamber and Day One right at the start of the year, mm. which was Team Raw Rumble and of course yeah. uh, Eliminate uh, WrestleMania as well. Of course, with WrestleMania Backlash, we've got Hell in a Cell on the horizon. Um, this could be interesting, but come on, Gina, you can do this. Um, overall, though... She'll be the underdog that ends up coming back and kicking all of our asses later on this year, watch. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm hoping. I mean, that's it. If Gina can win uh, double or nothing coming up, then the whole uh, thing opens wide. And already, with three of us uh, drawing at the top, Gina's just one win away for, for catching. Yeah. Uh, overall, over this pay-per-view in itself, well, people can't complain about rematches if the show is called WrestleMania Backlash. Enough people have moaned about it. It's a backlash to WrestleMania. It made sense, actually. And when you think about it, what a fucking show. Six matches given time, and each of them 
over-delivered. And yes, happy match wasn't great, but it helped the pacing of the show. What did you think overall? Again, I agree with everything that you just said there. Um, Yes, I was a little bit annoyed when, you know, all of these matches were getting announced and it was rematches. But as you rightly said, it's WrestleMania backlash. It's dealing with the backlash of uh, WrestleMania. So uh, this overall uh, surprised me, this pay-per-view. I did not expect to enjoy each and every match as as I did. Um, But it was a great, enjoyable um, uh, premium live event, shall I say. Um, to watch it was just one of those ones that actually made me think you know what I might have to check out Raw and Smackdown this week and just see you know the aftermath of, of Wrestlemania Backlash so they're doing something right well after the success of Wrestlemania and to knock out of the park now we're in, in a paper maybe that's the secret don't build it up as much and it will just over deliver <laughs> like it does we, we've never been so positive when it comes to the W product these past couple of months. You know what it show. Is? It's just allowing them to put their trust in the wrestlers to know what they're doing. And guess what? It pays off. Without a doubt. What would you score that out of 10? I'm going to give it an 8. I thought all of the matches were great. Um, you know, there's one or two things that I just felt like lagged a little bit. But yeah, overall, 8. I'm going to give and a quarter. I just thought it was an excellent show. It flew by. You know, watching it mm. um, last night, it just boom, 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 done. Uh, and especially the way WWE has been before with two hours of kickoff and four and a half hour pay-per-views. It's, it's a kind of dream come true, really. I mean, it's just under three hours uh, and a fantastic show. A yeah, perfect length for, for the show as well. So, you know, I didn't have any complaints about it. Um, I thought it's probably been one of their stronger uh, pay-per-views so far. So we'll see how we go. Yeah, well, both of our match of the nights was the main event. Uh, tough question. Like, who was your MVP of the night? Mm. Should I give you mine to give you time to think? Yeah, do it. Do it. Mine is Rhea Ripley uh, because... Because even though she didn't have a match, she was the most valuable person uh, costing AJ Styles. And making that appearance as she did is a big-time deal. Plus, it was unfair out of all the matches to give some, you know, can't give Cody over to Seth. Uh, so it's a bit difficult. So yeah. Ray Ripley for me. Okay, I'm not going to lie. She was instantly in my head when we talked about MVPs just then. And I thought to myself, no, she's not. She didn't actually have a wrestling match, so that's why I said for you to go first, so I could think of someone else really quick. But you went with Rhea, so I'm just going to go with it too because yeah. that was initially the first name that came in my head. If it's if it's there, it's there. Like I said, we've we've yeah. it's almost people going to listen to this and going to think that I'm putting on your voice because we, most of our <laughs> scores, most of our scores are matched. MVPs in the night, and we've had. Great time reviewing it, and for a W event, yeah. it's unbelievable. That's rare. Yeah, that's very rare. Just know that I am not being coerced in any way, shape, or form to be sp- saying what I've been saying tonight. I also have only just recently gotten back from work, so there is absolutely no way that we would have had a chance to go over our scores. So, um, you know, please have some trust in us um, that we just clearly have been working. Uh, so much together that uh, our thought process is starting to become alive. <laughs> That's yes. what I 
and soon we'll be able to finish each other's sandwiches sentences god damn we're gonna have to work on that (laughs) we really are (laughs) Uh, so that is it don't forget across all social media twitter at the double podcast i'm at the double jr and you can find the entire double team on the twitter banner or you can find jack c do you want to plug your stuff yep i'm across both twitter and instagram at jack c scarlet come say hi the Dublin also on Facebook and Instagram or all Google platforms. Send us an email to Dublin Podcast at gmail.com and YouTube the Dublin Podcast with all Let's Clips. Podcasts got the same time on YouTube to do SoundCloud on your phone. Also Spotify and iTunes we can download, subscribe, rate and review there. So that is it. Next time we're looking at WWE will of course be Hell in the Cell at the start of next month. But at the end of this month, of course, we've got AEW Double or Nothing and the next episode will be NXT Update with Monty, where... Is Jackson, is there anything you want to see? Maybe rub his face in about the predictions? I mean, it's just I, I'd like to rub it into to, to our whole team, to be honest, that I'm on top at the moment, and they, they seriously got out of their game. I'll let him know. But until then, I have been James <laughs> Rowlands, and I was joined by the fantastic Jackson. Again, thanks so much for joining me. No, I've had fun again. Thank you for having me as well. Look forward to next time on AEW or nothing. See you guys soon. Yeah, thanks for this, everybody, and bye. <laughs>